Good afternoon, Caribou Coffee, and this is Caleb Derwin. Live. Live from Caribou Coffee in downtown Royal Oak, I'm Steve Peck along with Caleb Derwin. Happy New Year, everyone. The first broadcast of 2010. How are you, Caleb? Good, Steve. Good. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. Yes, it has. And as we sit here in January, looking out on Main Street in Royal Oak, I see snow coming down. So this is uh, supposed to be one of the first big snows of this year. That's pretty exciting, isn't it? Not really. No? Why? You don't like snow? What kid doesn't like snow? It's so cold. So cold? But, you know, you bundle up. Don't you go sledding or anything like that? Well, no, not really. How come? Well, I don't like the cold. What are you doing living in Michigan? Well, I wish I could go down south to do this show. Yeah, me too. Hey, that's a good idea. And knowing your mom, she'll have some connections. She'll be on the phone with Southwest Airlines, and we'll give them a promo spot. Uh, Maybe go to Orlando. We wouldn't even have to lug our stuff. They have their own studio, I think, at MGM. Have you been to Orlando to see Mickey and all those Um, guys down there? No. Not yet, but someplace you're going to go in the future, no doubt, right? Yeah. What kid doesn't want to go? All the rides and everything. Well, I've been... A couple of times, more than a couple. When my boy was little, I think in one year, just because I was like you and I was sick to death of the cold weather, we ended up going down there three times in the course of like two months. Oh, wow. And so what happened to me was I just got so tired of it because my son wasn't having any fun. Me too. The first time he went, he was like running after all the characters. He wanted to hug everyone, have his picture taken with them. And by the third time, he was just like, you know, this is boring. And I was calling myself OD'd. I OD'd. You know what that means? No, not at all. That means I over-Disneyed. That's what it means. I over-Disneyed. But it's a fun place, and I know you'll get down there sometime soon. Hey, we're here at this Caribou Coffee, and we've got a couple of guests with us. You want to introduce them? This is my mother. Susie Derwin. Hello, Susie. Glad to join your show today, Caleb. And this is Rachel Eckert. I'm honored to be here. Honored. Well, it's good to have you here. Well, thank you. Yeah, Glad br- to drive you. <laughs> oh, you don't drive yet? Uh-huh, not yet. Hey, hey, Caleb, you know, your mom had a good point. We were talking earlier before the show. And uh, you've been doing your podcast with the Miracle League of Michigan, and yet some people don't know a lot about you. So why don't you tell our listeners, some who will be listening for the first time, a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Nine. Nine years old. My goodness. When's your birthday? 12, 29, 2000 was when I was born, and now it's 2010. And I just had a birthday a couple weeks ago. Well, happy belated birthday. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing to have a birthday around Christmas? I always thought it would well, be not a good thing. Well, it's a good thing. thing because I'm competing with the Jesus. <laughs> oh, boy. Competing. <laughs> and um, do you find that uh, your gifts are a little limited because Christmas had just come and it's tough for your mom and dad to go out and do it all over again? Well, no, not really. I've got some generous, and I mean generous, grandparents, aunts and uncles, and, and yeah. I know they're definitely fans. They show up at all your Miracle League games, don't they? Yes, they do. Yeah. So where do you live? 
um, in Warren, Michigan, and um, this is my fourth year playing in the Miracle League of Michigan, and I think it's a lot of fun so far. How'd you find out about the Miracle League originally? Well, um, Steve, um, you showed it to us. and I did? Oh, Caleb, we saw a flyer at one of your doctor's offices, and so it was too late to sign up for the summer ball, so we went and checked out a game, and then you signed up for fall ball. Oh, I see. So I didn't really know you then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some who may be listening, too, for the first time, because this show will air on michiganmiracle.org, but it will also air from premierpodcasting.com. So they may not know about the Miracle League of Michigan. Why don't you tell them what that league is all about? Well, it's basically a baseball league for disabled kids. And um, by disabled kids, I mean um, like kids with walkers and wheelchairs and stuff like that. Do you have a disability? Um, um, cerebral palsy. And it's a really... Um, not a good disease, or it's a condition, I should say. So I don't really mind having a condition because I get to meet all sorts of people and have lots of fun. So. Ah, that's a good thing. You're thinking about it as a very positive, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, yep. I mean, there are some benefits. I mean, and you know, obviously you deal with it very well. How does it affect your life that you have this? Well, first I started in a wheelchair, and oh, then it canes, and then now I'm walking around the bases, so it's really not that bad if you think about it. Yeah, Susie, as a mom of a child with a disability, what's that like? Well, it can be very challenging, but Caleb and I, we have a lot of fun together. We do a lot of different things, and we don't really look at Caleb as um, a you know, a cerebral palsied kid. We look at him as a kid that has cerebral palsy, and it's just part of his life, and we deal with it, and we just make the best of everything that we do, don't we? Yes. It's part of what I learned when I started the Miracle League was that it's not about seeing the disability. It's about knowing about your ability, right? And it's... um, it's, Yes, it is. Your mom said it well, that it's not... uh, What did you say? It's not a kid with... It's not a cerebral palsied kid. It's a kid with cerebral palsy. Yeah. So we look at the kid first. That's a good idea. But challenges from a parent's point of view? Challenges. Um, it's just hard physically because um, there are things that Caleb can't do physically. And so uh, Scott and I are constantly trying to help him, um, driving to the different therapies. Um, uh, most of my uh, logins to the websites that I go to is My Kids Driver. And I'm my kid's driver to all the different doctor's appointments that we go to and hospital stays. And just you have to expect the unexpected because you never know what's going to happen in our life. Right. And um, for parents with able-bodied children, I mean, they sometimes look at their schedule, taking the kids all over the place to the games, and, and that's tough. Well, you're taking your kids to the games, and you have other kids as well. Um, but now you have to add to that all of these hospital appointments and doctor's appointments and things like that. Yeah, so. I feel like I should get an honorary doctor's degree from all the different specialists that we've been to. So you have to learn quite a lot that you weren't, you know, weren't even expecting that you'd have to know. But it's been a, a good journey. And throughout that journey, 
what are some of the success stories from the time you first learned that Caleb had cerebral palsy? <clears throat> the best story I would say is um, when Caleb took his first steps. You know, most people experience this sometime anywhere between, you know, when your baby's 10 months old and maybe 15 months old. Well, Caleb took his first steps when he was four and a half. And so that's a really long time to wait. And uh, it was just so amazing to be able to see him do that, considering his doctors had said that he might not walk at all, or if he did, it wouldn't be until he's this age now. So it's really exciting to see Caleb defy the odds and um, be able to do the things that he's able to do. Wow, you love those coffee machines. <laughs> it sounds like a jet is landing <laughs> in the background. But uh, is Caleb the oldest? Caleb is the yes. oldest. Yes, I am. He thinks he can boss his brother anytime. Yes, which I do. <laughs> well, Caleb, what's it like um, to have a younger brother? Well, kind of um, aggravating sometimes. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of hard with a little brother on the journey with us. and I can live with it sometimes, but sometimes he can be a handful. Yeah, all <laughs> kids can. You know, we talked to your mom a little bit about how she deals with your cerebral palsy. What do you think your brother's attitude about it is? Well, I think he has really some concern, but not a lot of concern. Mm -hmm. And sometimes he doesn't understand it. And that I'll just have to live with. And him, too. Yeah. You know, I know that there yeah. are some kids that when they have a brother or sister with a disability, it seems to them like their brother or sister is getting all of the attention. You know, because like you said earlier, you get a lot of good things because um, people are being very nice and helpful, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and because of my disability. Right. So for your brother, he, he rolls along with that pretty good, right? Well, sometimes, yeah. He's one of your biggest fans. He comes to all of your baseball games. Yeah, I can tell that he's one of my biggest fans. How do you tell that? Well, because he comes almost every game, and I can hear um, my fans cheering, and I can see him in the stands with his friends going, Woohoo, yeah! A lot. That's a good fan. So. And he's not the only fan. You have your whole family out there. Yeah. I, I think you bring about... 100 people with you, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> well, It, it seems like it. <laughs> I mean, when we do our podcast after the game, there's so many people standing around the table watching. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And so you've been playing host of the Caleb Derwin show after the games. What does that mean to you, to be able well, to be a broadcaster? Well, it means something great to me. And I, I'm really loving... Um, this path of life right now on the journey. Mm. So, the I, long journey of nine years. Yeah. Oh. Wow. You're almost as old as Rachel. Except for how I'm not. Except for. <laughs> <laughs> nice comeback. I'm not in my 50s. Oh, well, either is she, Caleb. <laughs> she isn't either. She's not. In her 50s. She's younger than that. Oh, you can tell them on the radio. <laughs> You're in deep trouble, bub. <laughs> you yep. just lost a fan today. We don't want to hide our feelings here. This is just a conversation at a coffee Which table. I'm not. You're not in your 50s. Not quite yet, but I'm, I'm dangerously either. close. I'm not either, so no, you're not. I feel you're right. your pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Thanks for not feeling quite as <laughs> Not quite as intensely, though. 
Hey, Rach, we've got um, a bowling season coming up with the Miracle League of Michigan, too. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Well, I, I think that you've been thinking about doing some uh, off-season type of uh, league, and bowling seems the perfect, perfect thing for halfway through the year. You remember us talking about that last year, about trying to get this going? No, I don't remember it at all, but I'm glad it's happening. Uh, it's really because of you, Rach. I mean, I, I talked about it again, and, you know, I was just like, do you think there's interest? And you started floating the crowd at baseball games, asking mm-hmm. parents, and, you know, there definitely was. Right. Yeah, there sure is. And we've been uh, pleasantly surprised to have how many, um, uh, close to 50 bowlers, between 40 and 50 bowlers signed up. Yeah, it's still growing. People yeah. are still registering. Yeah. And it's great because we'll get to see our players halfway through the year when uh, normally we don't see them until May. So we'll, it's kind of a mini reunion. We've got a five-week bowling season coming up, and I, I just can't wait to see these kids bowl. Yeah. Have you bowled before, Caleb? Mm, yes, I have. And, um, Steve, I have a couple questions for you. Is it about bowling? <laughs> yes, it very well is. Okay, good. And I want to stay on topic these, here. These are... When does the bowling league start? Bowling league begins, Rachel, you can tell them. Oh, it begins Sunday at 3 o'clock at Hartfield Lanes in Berkeley. That is January okay. 10th, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. It is. And for five consecutive weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's my brother's birthday. <gasps> it is? Oh, is he good. coming? Yeah. Great. Cool. So um, I have another question for you. Um, how many kids are in the bowling league? Uh, as Rachel said, I think we're nearing, uh, we've at least got 40 right now, Rachel, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I, we've, we're getting a couple new registrants about every day, so we may get up to 45 or yeah. something. And think about that, because the very first year, six years ago, when we started the Miracle League, we had 40 kids when we started. Yeah. So I, I think if we can I have a good time, yeah, I think if we have a good time, uh, there'll be, the Miracle League bowling will be as big as... Miracle League Baseball, although I'm not quite sure how it's all going to play out. I mean, do you, it, could it be possible to have as much fun bowling? Yeah. Because it's not set up like, you know, we're announcing you and it's a play-by-play. It's everybody doing their own thing at the same time. So I'm not, I, I'm very curious to see how it works out. Now, I have another question for you. How did you and Rachel get this league started? Well... I uh, thought about this years ago, and we talked to parents about it, but, you know, just, I don't know, it was hard finding a lane. Uh, I went to a couple of lanes to check them out. Um, one where I met your mom, where was that lane, in Ferndale? Yes. What's that uh, called? Luxury Lanes Luxury Lanes. So I'd stopped by Luxury. That was one of the first places I stopped. And then I think Plum Hollow Lanes in Southfield, because our field is in Southfield. And when I walked in there, I was smelling all the cigarettes, and it was like, oh, I don't know that this is really a great place for our kids to be. But um, at the place that we'll be bowling at Hartfield Lanes in Berkeley, it's broken down into sections upstairs. There are two sections. And so we're going to have one whole section to ourselves over to the left. So I think we can control uh, some of the the smoke and the environment a little bit. So that could be cool. Okay. So then we started this year. That's how it happened. I have another question. How do special needs kids bowl, really? Well, how do you think they bowl? Why don't you tell me what you think we're going to do? Maybe their parents will help them. That's one way. Or for some of those kids who can walk, 
and hold something, mm -hmm. maybe they can do it themselves. Right. And if, there's one if, more option. What do you do with kids who are in wheelchairs? Stroll them down the alley and let them throw the bowling ball down there? No, because they really, they, they're not able to, to move with the ball. So what we have are these special ramps. Uh, and we just ordered three, which we were supposed to call on today because we've been, you would not believe this company we ordered ramps from. The bowling alleys don't have enough. So we ordered three more. It's like almost $500 for three ramps that we had to buy. And, wow. and I called them yesterday and they acted like the order never was placed. So I'm like, my God, I need these things tomorrow. So they, sh they said, well, it'd be $200 to ship it now. And I said, wait a minute, on Monday it was free. Now it's $200. And so we got them to send them. So hopefully they're on their way. Hopefully the snow doesn't get in the way. But here's how it works, Caleb. You get in your wheelchair and it's like this metal ramp and the ball will sit right in front of you. So you move your wheelchair right up to it. The ball's in front of you and it rolls down and points to the alley. So they can line the ramp up looking at the pins, and all they have to do is push the ball, or someone can help them push the ball, and it rolls. Now, here's another question for you. Will you and Rachel be bowling Sunday? Mm, Rachel said that we should, but I, that would be after, right, Rachel? Yes, that would be after. But if you want to stay around and be a fan... We'd welcome that. Now, we're going to do something special that we've never tried because this is all new to us, but we're going to have something called the strike zone. And when you're bowling, I'm going to get on the microphone in the bowling alley and say, everybody at the end of your ball, stop. So everybody will stop bowling. And I'll announce that this will be the strike zone. And the strike zone will work that anyone that bowls and gets a strike on their next ball will win a special prize. You have to get a strike. So if you don't get a strike and no one else gets a strike, that prize will stay in the prize pack. And so the next time we do a strike zone, you're going to win two prizes if you get a strike. And if no one gets a strike, that one goes in the prize pack and so on and so forth. And the prizes continue to build. I see. What do you think of that idea? Well, I think that's really convenient. Well, we're trying to make it different. We Like the Miracle yeah. League, we want to do yeah. things that are a little more fun, a little more quirky. If you have any ideas, tell me. Now, like, what kind of prizes um, will you be handing out? That's a good question. Rachel's in charge of prize patrol. And uh, so I don't think she wants to tell you right now. She wants to keep it a secret. I'm keeping it them under wraps if you get the okay. pun. And you know what the truth about that is? What? She doesn't even know yet. <laughs> but the She won't even know yet? She needs to know. Hey, I got plenty of time. Yeah. One of those last minute uh, <laughs> shoppers. Now, I have another question for you. You do? What is your bowling average? Oh. Well, first of all, I haven't bowled in a long time. <laughs> That's long his disclaimer. Time. Yeah. The funniest time I bowled was when when I did bowl, I kind of slide off my left foot when I throw the ball. You know, my right foot kind of hooks behind and I get a little movement on my left foot. So I go up there and I whoop this ball and my left foot sticks and I just go flat out face down on the lanes. <laughs> that looked good. I that hope there's good. not a repeat performance. You know performance. what's kind of funny? What? 
the first time my mom ever bowled, she only bowled, bowled four pins. She only that was really four. bad. No, the whole game? The whole game. Oh I was 10, and I only got four pins down. Well, when you were 10, they didn't have bumpers, they right? They did not so have bumpers. bumperless. The second game, I bowled a 12. Much improved. I wonder how you do without bumpers. Well, not so much. I don't do good with bumpers. But the highest I have done with bumpers is 114. Wow. With bumpers? Yeah, with bumpers. That's pretty good. That's Did good. you get a strike? Um, I think you, that was a spare. Yeah. Just, now, re- you know, what if nobody got a strike during our strike zones? We'd have to, like, raffle off all the presents or something. We'll do that. Now, will you be using bumpers for the um, bowling league? Yes. Um, we're going to have three options, and when everyone comes, we're going to you know, put them into groups based on what they want to do. So if you want to play with bumpers, you'll go in the bumpers group. If you need a ramp, and it's not just kids in wheelchairs that need a ramp. Some kids have a hard time walking or holding a ball, so they'll be in the ramp group. And we've got some older players uh, that want to throw the ball with nothing. And so we'll have those three different options. We're not really going to form teams as of right now. I wasn't really sure about that. What do you think about that, Susie? It would be hard to do since you have so many different groups. And plus, I, I, I'm also concerned that when we get there, that's, you know, Timmy's going to want to be with Bobby. And, but Bobby's already with two more people. And those are the types of things that make league directors crazy, you know, because you want to make everybody happy. But... It's a hard thing to do. Well, I'm sure after the first session, you'll get a lot more ideas of what will work and what won't work. I hope so. I think it'll be good for the parents, too. You know, we're not using buddies, per se, but your parents will be helping. I think so, too, honestly. And then maybe after, the the families that want to stick around and bowl together, they can do that. Now, I have a question for Rachel. Mm -hmm. What is your high game as a bowler? Honestly, Caleb, I don't remember. I want to say that I broke 200 once, but I'm not positive. I, when I was with, <clears throat> with bumpers? No, without bumpers. Without I used to really? Pers- you play without bumpers? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's been a long time, but I did have kind of a good streak when I was in my 20s. I was on a little bowling league for a year, and uh, I, I got pretty good, but then I've gone nothing but backwards ever since. And Matt gave her some tips. You know, Matt, he's one of our coaches with the Astros. He, uh, when we had a bowling fundraiser, he was bowling with Rachel, and he gave her tips. So I think she should be better because of that. Now, I have another question for you. Have you scooped out the food at the bowling alley? Yes. And it's not healthy. It's pizza and hot dogs, period. Pizza and hot dogs? What kind of concession stand is that? Kind of like the Miracle League. <laughs> a little a lot bit. Like <laughs> Minus the nachos and the yeah. ice cream and all that stuff. And so, Why do you not have that kind of stuff? Well, I would if I could, but they run the joint and they said, look, we're going to do it. And, and they're going to match our prices, I think, at the concession. So we're going to be pretty much the same old stuff. And it's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so I'm thinking uh, Sunday, 3 o'clock, who's going to want to eat? You'll have eaten lunch, dinner's at 5 or 6, so maybe a snack, right? Yeah. Now, I have another question for you. Will there ever be a, an adult bowling league? I don't think so. I mean, adult for adults with disabilities? Yeah. 
Um, you know, there are oh, the, the adults that play baseball at our field, the Angels Place group, they have their own bowling league, and they do it. It's just not part of Miracle League. Oh, so, yeah. so it's not Miracle League bowling? Right, but they have the opportunity to bowl. If we have brothers or sisters, will they be able to bowl too? Uh, you know, we talked about that too, and um, the answer, unfortunately, is no. But and after. after, yeah, after they can bowl, but we've got, we're really, almost every lane is filled with Miracle League bowlers. So, and we're only bowling one game, you know, and, and so that's another thing I'm not sure about the one game. You know, we originally went and wanted to do two games. And the cost of two games didn't make sense. The league, uh, as it stands right now, is costing us, was it closer to 1000 or 500 It was between um, 500 and $1,000. Yeah, honestly, I can't remember. We had a donation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that helped the $500 donation from our yeah, family. Uh-huh. Remember who did that? No. <laughs> no. It was uh, Alex. Cunning, Cunningham. Yeah, the Cunninghams were very nice, and, and they donated. So that's going to help us provide at least two ramps. So thank you, Cunningham family, for your kind donation. Now, I have another question for Rachel. All right. Um, have you ordered a shirt or something like yes. that? Yes. Actually, there's a great story about the shirts. Steve decided to just uh, design his own um, shirt for the bowling league and they turned out great have you seen the uh, the design no. at all it's it's really really cool you're gonna love it where can you find it well it's actually, on the front page of uh, our yeah. website michiganmiracle.org yeah so you can take a peek okay. and you, you know where las vegas is you do you heard of las yeah. vegas before California. right well close yeah close next door neighbors but there's a, a famous Las Vegas, Welcome to Las Vegas sign. It's been there since the 50s. It's famous. And so we just took that sign, and instead of saying, Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, we changed it to Welcome to Fabulous Miracle Bowl. And so it's this really cool, colorful sign on the front, and then on the back it says Miracle League of Michigan Bowling, and it's got a picture of uh, balls and pins getting struck. It's pretty cool. I think you'll like it. And we're not because we're not on teams. We're all going to wear the same shirt. And parents also had the opportunity to buy their own shirt, and a lot uh, of parents have been ordering those. So I'm trying to school. find. It's time for Jim Abbott. Looking for another. Oh, we're going to get into a different topic. Yeah. Um, okay. All kinds of topics. Oh. Okay. And I, I also want to mention that Miracle League of Michigan. Baseball begins registration officially next Monday, right? Right. And it's on a first-come, first first-served basis, and it's critical that people register online. I mean, last year it was a little crazy mm-hmm. um, because when people don't register online, there's no way for us to track it. Okay, our last topic of the day, Jim Abbott. Do you know who Jim Abbott is? Not only do I know who he is, but I've met him, and I've spoken with him a few times, and if you go to Jim Abbott's website, he'll have a link to the Miracle League of Michigan. Um, Jim Abbott is a very special guy. Why don't you tell the listeners about Jim Abbott? 
tell them tell them what you know. I know you've got some questions, and but uh, well, maybe you can ask Rachel those trivia, questions. Big guy. Okay, little guy. Um. Uh, but okay, go ahead. Okay, first question: Where was he born? Uh, Michigan. Where in Michigan? Uh, no, he's getting tough. Rachel, feel free to try to answer these too. Wait. Um, it, I think it was more up north, Michigan, but. I what, what do you mean by north? Well. I need I need a city. I'm not gonna be able to pull that off for you. Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. Well, see, that's a little north of us. I thought it was more up north, because now he has a a place where he lives, up north, Michigan. He has two places. He lives in California and Michigan. Oh, I see. Now, mm-hmm. what was his favorite baseball team? Um, well, I'm going to have to say the Tigers. I mean, he was okay, from this area. you're exactly right. Of course. Good job. Um, what position did he play? Rachel, do you know the answer? I do not. All right, he was the pitcher. Yes. Now, tell Rachel why that's such a special position for Jim Abbott. Because he was born without a right hand. Oh, now I'm remembering. I have heard of him. Born without a right hand. Imagine that. I mean, yeah, imagine. I, I mean, what a, a great role model to every other child with any form of disability. I mean, you'd look at a kid with one hand and think, how in the world could they pitch? And, and you think, well, he's left-handed. But you're, you're forgetting about the glove. I mean, the, the, the pitching position is extremely vulnerable to being hit with a ball right up the middle. So he had a way that uh, the minute he, he'd catch the ball with his left hand and he'd grab the ball and he'd take the glove and he'd hang it on his right without the hand. And it would just kind of rest on his hand. The minute he threw the ball, he pulled the glove off and put it back on very quickly. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to skip the first question on the page. Because You're going to skip? Where did he go to college? Michigan. Michigan State, Michigan. University, University of Michigan. Okay. Tell me about his Olympic medal. I couldn't. I, I mean, um, by the nature of your question, I gather that he was in the Olympics on the baseball team and that he won one. You have to tell me what color it was. Was it silver, metal, gold? Gold, my friend. My gold. In what year? Mm. Mm. I can't remember. I can't remember. 1988. Oh, that's right. Oh, thank right. you. 1988. So he went uh, from University of Michigan into the Olympics, or was he in the pros first? He went to the Olympics first, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, because 1989 was his first year with L.A., the Angels. And um, did what she, did MLB she... team did he play for? <laughs> Your mom just gave that one up. That's what I was trying to say. Is it, did she blow that for you? Sorry, Caleb. Uh, let me guess. He played for the Rams. Uh, no, <laughs> not so much. Okay. Um, how many years did he play? 50. No. No? How many years? Um, three. Three years with the Angels? Yes. Okay. And, uh... How do I know these are all true? What was his ERA <laughs> total for the Angels? Uh, 2.54. Total. Oh. For all the years he played. For all the years. 
Um, 3.2. Nope. You're really close, though. Okay. 3.72. Stay on the mic. 3.72? Yep. That's pretty darn good. He had a shorter career, though. He didn't play yeah, for a long time. Yeah, he didn't play for, uh, like, five years. How come? I don't know. You don't? We haven't finished the book yet. Oh, you're reading a book? What's it called? Um, Sports Great Jim Abbott. Is it a new book? Um, no, I don't know. We should call him and uh, interview him as part of our podcast one day. I'll uh, I'll send him an email and I'll. You would really do that? Yeah. Goodness I'll, gracious! I'll send him an email and I'll have him a link to this podcast. He'll be happy that you were talking about him. You think a lot of this guy, huh? Yeah, he's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'll do that. Track him down. He's great. I'm sure he's out in California right now, enjoying the sun while we're here watching the snow build outside. Sweet. I think now, he just made his day. How many wins did he have for his career total? Mm, that I don't know. 40 wins. 40 wins. How many losses? Don't know. 37. That's pretty good. Games played. Don't know. 96. Wow. What's GS? Games started. It, what? Did Games he, started. Did he play... Games. Did he play for other teams besides the Angels? How, how many games started did he play? I don't know. Um, 96. What is CG? Well, that's a good know. thing. That's a good thing. Um, I'll just skip that. How about <laughs> innings pitched? Uh, you know, I, I give up at all. He didn't all read the, the book yet. You'll have, to, you'll have to loan him the book. Here's what I'm more interested in than his stats and his numbers. I'm interested in why... You're interested in Jim Abbott. What makes him special to you? Because when he was pitching, you were not even around. That's because I wasn't born in 1985. Right. So why is he so special to you? Because he was born without a right hand. I mean, isn't that inspiring? I mean, he had a rubber hand that he put over his hand that was gone. And then he... And then every time someone hit the ball, he would switch his glove real fast. So, for you, who's that's, had to overcome certain things... That's just really inspiring, yeah. Been an inspiration. Guess how, how many miles per hour his fastball was. Mm, I'm going to say he threw in the high 80s, um, maybe 90 max. Uh, 95. He Did he throw 95? Yeah. He has a wicked slider and a changeup. Wow. Jim, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I should have known that. You should really get him over here, okay? Yeah, I'll do my best. Uh, he, so he never played for the Tigers, huh? But he did play against them. Yes. And you know what Sparky Anderson once said? What? That he was so good. Like every every opening game or something like that, uh-huh. camera crews, and I, I mean all sorts of camera crews, would come out and watch him play, and that's how he got so nervous. Mm. Well, I met Jim Abbott through a guy by the name of Tony Philippus. Tony passed away a few years ago, um, but he was a very important man for the entire 
community of people with disabilities. Um, he had like just, I forget how many locations of Wright and Philippus around the state of Michigan, but they provide walkers and wheelchairs and therapy to people with disabilities. And Tony lost his legs when he was a little boy. His mom told him, don't you go outside today. She just wanted him to stay home. And as a curious little boy, he didn't listen to his mom. And he and his friends went out to hop a train way back when in the, I don't know if this is 40s or 30s, he jumps on a train, falls off, and the train ran over his legs. So he lost his legs in an accident. And he went on to build this huge company right in Philippus that built legs for people that didn't have them, built hands, these prosthetics for people that didn't have them. So he made a huge difference in the world. And he was also the creator of the Athletes with Disabilities Hall of Fame. Now, this is a place that you could be in one day. This is a place for anyone who has a physical or mental disability that does great things in sports. Which I do. You do. So you're on the path. But nobody goes to the Hall of Fame. No baseball or football player when they just start. You've only played four years. You continue on this great path of yours. You, my friend, could be in the Athletes with Disability Hall of Fame. And when I went to the dinner, remember the award show you and your mom went to uh, not too long ago? Well, Jim Abbott, this was a, a dinner like that, an award ceremony. And Jim Abbott was the keynote speaker. That's how I met him at Tony Philippus's thing. Sweet. That was a long answer, wasn't it, Rachel? <laughs> I came around and got it. You always do. I see the fear in her eyes. She's going, uh-oh. <laughs> you He's on really a tangent. You have to get him over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim, come now. The weather's beautiful. <laughs> you know, bring your winter stuff, though. He, he is kind of an inspiration to me. Because first I was in a wheelchair and his mom was worried because, like, he used to go to ball games and people would look at him and they'd say that, um, he, that, like, his friends wouldn't let him join in any games or anything like that because he thought the, the friends of him thought that his metal or his hand looked kind of weird and the prosthetic hand right yeah which which he then ended up just deciding not to use yeah so that kind of is inspiring to me because being without a hand is something kind of weird but that's kind of inspiring to make it to the major leagues without a right hand Mm mm-hmm and what do you think about being an inspiration to other people yourself? Because people come out and watch you, well, and you inspire them in the same way. I think it's kind of special because fans come to me and um, ask um, if they can be on the show, and um, famous people come out and be my buddy, and... So, remember that time that, that, that Matt Shepard came out? Remember that? Mm-hmm. A Matt Shepard, who's an yeah. announcer at WDFN, 11.30 a.m. in Detroit. Did you know that he um, lost his job for the shock? No, I didn't know that. Because they aren't on TV. That's 
shocking. And they moved to <laughs> Oklahoma. Come on, people. Give me a little love here. Give me the love. I mean, you know, that was a funny thing I just said. Nobody caught that. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a laugh track in is what I'm going to do. Well, I do have some fans over here. Do you have some fans in here watching you? Mm. Well, the fan, the fan base will build in time, right? If you build it. He has not seen the movie yet. What? 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 Why? What movie are we talking about? Is there about something here? in that movie that he shouldn't see it for? No, we just we've been making the rounds with these different oh baseball movies. God. He's seen the Lou Gehrig story. This He's is seen child abuse. The Lou Gehrig story is kind of inspiring too. I uh, know, but this is this is important. I'm shocked. I'm I'm totally amazed here. I what mean, movie are we talking about anyway? Field of Dreams, Caleb. We'll Field rent it dreams. on the way home. Well, I haven't seen it's, it. It's probably one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. Well, let's not forget I do have a condition and we have a lot of doctor's appointments. No excuses. No excuses. Ex- You're my no. producer, by the way. By the way, <laughs> I'm just pulling rank on you right now. And by the way, I'm the host. This is just flat out wrong, sir. Except for how I'm not yet. We will not do another podcast until you watch Field of Dreams, and then you, you will gotta know. You got to be kidding! Then I'll fire you. No, you'll you'll thank me. You're we'll make thank it part of your um, cultural history project okay, for the week. Fine, I'll watch that, but just get Jim down here, please. <laughs> I'll try. I'll call Jim. I'll email him or something. Well, I'll send out smoke signals for Jim Abbott. I really gotta get his autograph. <laughs> Really? I really do, because he inspires me. Well, beyond Jim Abbott, you've got other autographs, right? Yeah, Who's yeah. Who is probably one of your favorites? Uh, Mojo in the morning. I got to say, he's, <laughs> he's really? a really nice guy, yeah. even, though, even though he has inappropriate music for my family. He, for your age group. He's a really nice guy, I got to say. He is a nice guy. Sometimes that music today, you know, it's kind of kooky. Yeah, it is kind of kooky. But he is a nice guy. But I thought you would say somebody like, uh, you know, a famous baseball player autograph that you had or something like that. Well, Brandon Nidge is awesome. He was and cool when Ron, we were down on field. Ron and Mario are so cool. They're really nice guys. I know. Do you still have those um, videos playing on YouTube? I do. Um, how do people search that? Well, I have it on my Facebook page. But I can probably email them to you. Do you so. lock people out of your Facebook page unless they Only know you? Only friends. Okay. Well, that's not going to work. Um, but it's on YouTube? I can put it on YouTube. You should put them on YouTube. I mean, it's I'll amazing. I'll get my technical producer to do that. It's amazing yeah, how many people watch your, YouTube. He's my producer, so you can use him because you're my mama. All right. You're my mama. Hey, host, do you ever look at YouTube? What? You ever look at YouTube, the videos on YouTube? There's this incredible video right now with this little ukulele player. Rachel and I were watching this the other day. Wait, you remember how old he was? He's from Japan. He is, I want to say four. Four or four. six. Four or six. Might, yeah, he's very young. I don't know if he's older than, I think he's a little older than four now. He may be six. but. And you say he's from Japan? From Japan, doesn't Caleb, speak English. We, we will have to watch it because did you know that Caleb is learning Japanese? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. My, my mother over here, Matilda, she has a degree in Japanese, so 
Awesome. So what what is cool is that you can through YouTube like write them, right? So it'd be cool just to say hey to him. Uh, amazing videos. He's got a, a few of them out there, but the one, what's the song that he's playing? It's it's called I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. It's a really cute little love song. And this little boy plays the ukulele perfectly, and he sings to the song, but none of his words make sense. He's just kind of babbling it. He sings it perfectly, though. Perfect pitch and perfect Ukulele well, he'll get it's out adorable. a sentence that makes sense, but and then he'll he's, just all over the place with words. Japanese, though. Right. I mean, he, he, you don't understand his words because he's Japanese. No, but he's, but he's, try- <laughs> he's trying to sing the English words. Yeah. He's just kind of imitating. You know how little kids sometimes, they don't know all the words yet? And yeah. so they just kind of fill in with some babbling. It's hilarious, and it's, it's really, really good. You'll have to look that one up. He's adorable, so and he's very talented. I mean, if he can play, and he only started he playing like be. a year before. Mm-hmm. He must be. Right. And, you know, his singing was fun to listen to, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a singer? I mean, you, I heard you got a, a karaoke machine for Christmas. Yeah, my cousin gave it to me. It she didn't really want it anymore and they didn't really use it so she gave it to me and mm-hmm. my parents got brand new microphones and everything oh. mm. you have so, a dog right yeah does the dog howl when you sing <laughs> no but steve do you remember a couple of years ago i don't know if it was two years ago caleb you sang the national anthem at the miracle league and i remember everybody was just astounded because you were Perfectly on pitch and Where knew every that? single word. At the Miracle League. Was Don't I you there? remember when he sang? Yeah. It I'm was sorry, my I'm dad was, was on the mound with me. Remember? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. You would remember. You must not have been there. You remember you it now? You must have Hashimoto's, okay? Yeah. I, I remember it, kind of, but not, not really. I mean, mm. I mean I'll have to find the videotape of that one so you can see that one too. Well, just sing it now. Yeah, just so you know, you have Hashimoto. Oh, okay. Well, Would, can you sing a Japanese bars for us? program today. Can you sing for us? No. The national anthem? I'm not going. No, not today? No. You don't sing on demand? No. All right. Oh. Oh. You just didn't want to break the glass Which windows. this is a radio <laughs> show. You didn't want to break the glass windows. You ever heard it said when people sing off key, they shatter glass? <laughs> yeah? You've never yeah. heard that? Look at the salt trucks are already out. Going to be slipping and sliding on the way home. Yeah, like on the cement out there, it's pretty much like an ice rink. I know. With my shoes, it's like I'm on skates. Very pretty out right now, though. Except for how it's not, and it's freezing. Have you hung out downtown Royal Oak at all? No, not really. There's some really cool places down here. Um, this is a nice place. This coffee shop here, Caribou, is so popular. I mean, I'm, I was so uh, blown away with how crowded it was today. I mean, it, it, always a great crowd. Stays open late. So we highly recommend this Caribou coffee. We'll do a little promotion for that. I'm looking at Starbucks down the street, but it's, it doesn't have what this place does. Really. 401 South Main Street, Royal Oak, Michigan. Wow. <laughs> Got a phone number, too? Susie. <laughs> Well, as I look across the street, um, that Mongolian grill, BD's, is pretty cool. You go in there and you take all the food that you want, you throw it in a bowl, and then you walk around to the counter and the the cooks throw it on this big hot grill and mix it with these big, like, 
samurai swords or something, aren't they? I mean, yeah, what are they? They look like it. Yeah, big long metal Clanking sticks. Clanking them together, mixing your food. You just throw it all in a, a bowl. Like if you like chicken, it's raw chicken, and then you like this, it's that. You take an egg, throw it in. You throw everything in a bowl. You give it to them. They throw it and they cook it for you. It's a cool place. Oh, sweet. Once I went to this uh, Japanese restaurant for my grandpa's birthday, and um, Noah um, once got freaked out because fire went off the grill when they started cooking it right in front of you. See, like, they have a grill and a chef that cook right in front of you. You saw that? You can watch them cook. You saw that? It's a Japanese restaurant, yeah. Did you see him do anything with, like, the shrimp tails? Where did they flip the shrimp tails? Do you remember? Remember they flipped it up into his hat? Yeah, they catch it in the top. Mm -hmm. Flip it. Catch it. I love those places. Yeah, they had really good food, except for the rice and the stuff I didn't like. (gasps) The thing that I don't like is when I leave one of those places, I'm ready to drink a gallon of water. A lot of salt. But their steak is really good. Remember that? Yeah, Caleb's a meat eater. Really? We call I'm him Caleb the carnivore. Bowl. Well, you would like the Mongolian grill because I'm I'm the opposite of you. I'll get a big bowl of vegetables and tofu and all that stuff that kids don't tofu. like. <laughs> but I see some people, usually big guys like you, filling up their bowl, mounding with meat. And they just get all meat. Arr. But you can get whatever you want. You check that out. You, have you ever been, Susie, to one of the, those places? Yeah. We have to go back there. <laughs> hey, let's go get some lunch, huh? You know what? It's not a bad idea. I'm really hungry. And then so we could go I. to the GameStop right next door to it, buy you a new video game. Yeah, which would be nice. Hey, let's go, go. Yeah. What's your favorite game? My my basketball game. It's It's a new one I got. It's really fun. Like uh, EA Sports game or something like yeah. that? You play it on... Um, it's not EA Sports, but it's 2K10 for basketball. Mm. I heard the new John Madden football is awesome. EA Sports. Look, it's John in the game. John Madden just retired. What's that? John Madden just retired. He did? Yeah. For real? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Do you know that, Susie? No, but... You know who John Caleb, Madden is, right? I do, but if Caleb says it, it could be true. He did. I swear Where he did he retire did. from? I swear he did. I mean, his partner, Pat Summerall, is still broadcasting. I think he's 200 years old. <laughs> Except for how he's not. Yeah. He really did retire? Yes, he did. I swear. Where do you get all your information from, boy? Uh, Have you been on Yahoo? ESPN? No. You watch ESPN a lot? I heard that from, but I know he did retire. Okay. I'm going to go home and check it out. I'm going to check that out, and you check out Field of Dreams. And uh, you bring Jim Abbott here, okay? Well, we'll do our best. I so want him. Hey, maybe on a Saturday, maybe he could come down, and me and my old man could uh, (laughs) meet this guy. Okay. Well, he'll cool, be, right? he'll be right. around in Michigan in the summer for sure. So hey, you never know. How do you know he'll be in Michigan for the summer? Well, because at last I knew of him, he had a place here in Michigan. He still has a house here in Michigan and one in California. California is where he lives like now. Good thinking, right? Okay. 
I think that we've had a pretty fun time here today at Caribou Coffee in downtown Royal Oak, the first edition of the Caleb Derwin Show for 2010, the new decade. Yep, it's a new decade for sure. You've lived two decades now. Think about that. Well, in two decades. You lived in 2009. You were alive last year, weren't you? Yeah, I was. So you were part of that decade. What's a decade? Mm, Ten years. Right. And uh, we live in the 21st century. Some people have a hard time with dececades with the number. They think that it begins, like, why would it be a new decade in 2010? Because it's like 2001, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. You know so what's kind of like- weird? How we call the 1980s the 80s and 90s and the 90s. And we should have a name for um, 2010. And I'm like, we should see if there's a name for that because I don't get why... We don't call the 2000s the 2000s. That's a good point. You got me thinking, right? Yeah. We I'm don't really have a name for the, the teen years. No, I was thinking by the time we hit 13, we can start saying the teens, but we can't say that yet. And, like, you know what I heard on the other day? The radio? What? what? I heard that a caller said it matters about what you call 2010. 2010? or 2010 or 2010 it doesn't really matter i mean why would a radio person answer a question like that i don't know but as i've been writing that gets you thinking right as i write i kind of think about 2010 as opposed to 2010 at least in my brain when i'm writing i'm thinking 2010 and and you know normally new years are always a little difficult for grown-ups that are writing on checks and things. It's a new year, and you tend to write the last year. But I'm kind of thinking that the 2010 is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it better. I like it. But 2010 or 2010 is much easier to say. I like even numbers. I'm not fond of odd numbers. You're not fond? What's your favorite number? We have to start mm, 15. 15, and why? Because of Tim Tebow. He's a football player. Okay, but... The, Players aside, just one number. What is your favorite number? Anyone ever asked you that before? 15, I guess. No, give me just one digit. Just one digit? Yeah, one through nine. Um, Now you could use 10, too. I got to say four. Four. And what do you like about the four? I like four, too. Joe Dumars. (laughs) Joe Dumars. (laughs) I, I like five because of the shape. It's kind of like, it's got like a hat on it. Comes down like it's the man's head. Comes around like it's his belly. It's just a fun number. Am I weird or what? Yeah, you kind of are. You know, All of Caleb's numbers are associated with some kind of sports player. If you go through the most Babe popular Ruth. players in the league, he will tell you what number they, they Babe were. Babe Ruth, three pitcher and outfielder, uh... Team Tebow, quarterback, college football, Florida Gators. Uh, Manny Ramirez. You know him? Yeah. What number is he? 20, or 99. 99. How are the Tigers going to do this year? Mm, good, good, yeah. Mm. But the Lions mm. this season, 
Oh my goodness, they stunk. Really? Not as bad as oh, the last year. I thought year. they were brilliant this year. They <laughs> managed to win two whole games, Caleb. Except for how that's not good. Yeah, but you know what? All the years I've been alive, they've never been a winner. Yeah, they've never made the playoffs. My well, son, who's 20 well, years old, he goes, well, I think they'll have a good chance of winning, you know. And I'm like, really? You know what's kind of weird? How people have hope still for the Lions. And I'm like, they were 0-16 last year. I mean, right. that's kind of dumb. It is. But it's the only team we have, so I guess we have to have hope. No, except for how we've got the Tigers, the Pistons, the yeah. Red Wings. True, but I mean the only football. football team. Yeah. So you have to love your team. You know, you always love your team. Even if you move out of state, I think you always have a fondness for the team that you grew yeah. up with. Even the Lions, the stinky old Lions. The stinky gray-haired animals. Yeah, and the team. So, anywho, I think we should wrap this puppy because we're coming up on an hour right now, and we don't want to go over an hour. Yes, we do not want to. So tell your fans sayonara and uh, let them know um, that we'll be back. Are we going to do this, like, monthly? Is that what we're doing? Uh, maybe we could do a show every month. Every month or bi-weekly? Hey, uh, I promise you something. Yeah. If I get Feel the Dreams tomorrow, the next podcast... Jim Abbott, baby. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But enjoy the movie. Enjoy the movie. Yeah. It's a really Which cool movie. Make sure you have a big thing of popcorn. Make sure that everyone's in the movie mood. Which I will. Meaning cell phones off. Uh, Everyone coming together. I don't honestly think so. Everyone holding hands. <laughs> yeah, with the little blankies You're in the dog. You're kind of crazy right now. Have the dog laying down in front. Do you have a fireplace by your TV? No. We don't have a fireplace. Okay, you have to get a fireplace then. <laughs> go out and build Except one. Except for how we don't. <laughs> All right. We get a fireplace. Okay, well, I'll let you go with the fireplace. You don't have to get that. And uh, please, please, please get Jim Abbott here pronto. If Next you month. Build it, pronto. They will come. I'll see if we can get him here. We'll see. Get him interviewed. Okay. Come on. I'll do my best. So. Which you will. Say so long to everyone. And thank your guests for um, being part of the Caleb show. This is Caleb Derwin with my two guests. And uh, I would just like to thank you, both of my guests, for coming on the show today. And uh, that wraps it up from 2010 here at the radio station. And I'm Caleb Derwin saying bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, Caleb. Thank you, Susie, for being part of the program. Thank you much. You can be a regular part of the show. Rachel, thank you as well. Look forward to seeing all of you guys this Sunday for bowling. And next month with Jim Abbott. <laughs> Keep on hoping, kid. Keep the hope alive. Well, he is an inspiration to I hear me. you. All right. Well, from Caribou Coffee in downtown Royal Oak, I'm Steve Peck for the Caleb Derwin Show saying so long. We'll see you next time. And good night.